And we're back on the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO, and we're talking to Cindy Morrison. She is the Chief Public Policy Officer for Sanford Health. That's for the entire system, the whole upper Midwest. Um, you, we were talking about Medicaid, uh, Cindy, and, and the expansion and block granting and all that. Are you comfortable with the f- idea of the each state, let's just say South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, having... Um, being able to make health care policy, meaning in this last uh, uh, proposal from the GOP in the Senate, the idea was, well, we're going to send the money to the states and let them figure out how to do it, which would allow them to, to make decisions on pre-existing conditions and, and caps and, and all of that. Are you comfortable as a health system with being allowing state legislators to make that level of health care policy? Well, I will tell you, I think that oftentimes what you see happen at the federal level is really that something that came out of a laboratory in a state. So states oftentimes will come up with different ways to attack problems, and some of them are very good. And then oftentimes they, they turn into federal policy over time. So we're very comfortable at a state level shaping what happens in our state with our policy. What you run into sometimes in the state level, and this is just the way our system is set up, is that you have all kinds of issues. The political will, the dynamics in a state legislature and the culture of that legislature, you know, what that legislature seems to be moving toward may be different than the one that's um, in a different state. But that's what we do, and what we love about this is this gives us the opportunity to have this experience in every state. So that gives us a chance to say, this was good. Let's try and do that in in this other state where we do business. Or, you know, we see an improvement, or or let's never do that again because that's a problem. So, you know, the states often do serve as incubators. But where you get into challenges, I think, is when things get complicated enough, and I'll use the doctor-owned hospitals even though it doesn't have anything to do with this, it was a problem in 17 states. Pretty soon you couldn't fix it mm-hmm. because it was the regulatory uh, framework in some of these states that became problematic, and it didn't take us long to figure out that's got to be done at a federal level. So to answer your question, we're very comfortable at a state level because that's what we do now. You know, we work through that. But you'll know when those times come when you say this needs to be a federal policy. Well, I, I look at some of these things like, okay, the three states, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Let's take preexisting conditions, for instance. I I would be shocked if, in the end, when the federal money block grants started to tail back, if the South Dakota legislature would say, yes, we want to continue to cover pre-existing conditions. I think it would happen in North Dakota. It would happen in Minnesota. So our legislature is so uh, adverse to spending money on things for uh, for health care that they would say, well, we just can't afford to cover these pre-existing conditions or well, we just can't afford to uh, not have this uh, lifetime cap. Mm-hmm. And then you would have this sort of completely different levels of health care in your different states. Mm-hmm. As a patient, that concerns me. Mm-hmm. Should I move to Minnesota because I can get my coverage or mental health coverage? Mm-hmm. South Dakota is, I would be shocked if the South Dakota legislature would agree to cover mental health. Well, my reaction to that would be if everything was stagnant today, you know, you you could draw some of those conclusions. But there are so many programs underway. Right now we're working on a program with the state of South Dakota that would allow us to get funding at 100% um, 
in relationship to an IHS program, Indian Health Services program. Mm-hmm. That would provide more dollars to the state. Sure, right? they have when to you negotiate have, that. Right, with but the federal when government. you have more dollars to the state, well, then you, it's you can fund some of these programs. So, in defense of some of these folks that are elected in these positions, they they've got to figure out: Do we have the dollars, and then what can we do? Mm-hmm. And so, if if you're stagnant and say, "Well, you have no more money, and this is where you're at," you may be forced into those positions. But nothing's ever stagnant, right? I mean. We weren't even aware of this programming um, until just the last year and a half or two, and we said, oh, my goodness, South Dakota may be able to get some benefit out of this. What you're saying, what you're talking about there is the fact that the if a, if a, uh, a tribal member goes into a general hospital, goes into Sanford Hospital, mm-hmm. Medicaid only will pay 50% of the cost. Right. Whereas if they, our tribal member goes into a uh, IHS facility, it's fully paid. Right. But if you get a coordinated care agreement with a local facility, mm-hmm. then you can, get, you can get paid at that level, and that's, an, and that's at 100%. So that's the discussion that's underway. And I, don't, I won't go real deep in that because we'll confuse the, the listeners. But... It's those types of programming that are out there that may change the whole dynamic. Because remember when I said earlier, you can't cut your way to success, mm-hmm. right? You have to have some dollars to be able to, to, be able to do new programming and to, and to make changes. This is why it requires all of us being at the table, you know. And, and I think I just have confidence that when you get into these legislatures, they'll figure out, you know, what makes the, the most sense. And Sanford's going to be right at the table. Okay. You know, we'll be right there with them. We're talking with Cindy Morrison. She's the chief public policy officer for Sanford Health. And we're talking about health care policy, of course, and the big changes that may or may not be coming. So what is your message to uh, our congressional delegation? Um, they have been supportive. The senators, Rounds and Thune, have both been very supportive of the various proposals that have come out of the Senate, including uh, the Graham-Cassidy Amendment. Um, Meanwhile, nationally, the hospital associations, the nurses, the doctors, uh, all their professional associations, everybody else is against it. You're a big hospital system. Where do you come down? What do you tell your delegation who seems to be uh, supporting the proposals philosophically that hospitals generally and doctors generally don't like. Yeah. So so let's just back up a little bit. First, I think it's really good for people to know that we're very fortunate. I don't think people even realize this. So Senator Thune is on the Finance Committee. Mm-hmm. That's arguably the most powerful committee in Washington because it, it just has jurisdiction over so many things. The One of the bigger pieces is health care. So he's in a position to, to know that. Um, uh, Representative Christy Nome, she is on Ways and Means Committee. In the House, mm-hmm. that's arguably one of the most powerful committees as well because it does have jurisdiction over health care. Mike Rounds is one of his committees is Veterans Affairs, and, you know, we take care of veterans too, so that matters. So these people are in very unique positions, and they know that when these types of bills come out that they're going to hear from all of us, right? And so we have an ongoing dialogue. And what we've been telling them, um, I personally have been telling many of them, um, either through my team or directly, is these are complicated programs. And when we start looking at health policy like this in the kind of shape, this is the impact it's going to have on us so that they know what, what we believe is going to be the impact. Again, what I would say is the challenge with the last couple was it was hard to know what the impact was going to be. So it's, it's very hard to shape your message, and, and so here's where we've stood. 
when we know more about the impact, we'll tell you where we stand on this, right? We need to know a little more, and once we do, um, we'll have further conversations. But then they've all fallen apart. So they have, the conversation hasn't had to get you know, much deeper than that. But I will tell you, um, been doing this a long time. There have been large pieces of legislation. I can tell you which years they were. 1997, it was the Balanced Budget Act. Mm -hmm. In 2003, it was the Medicare Modernization Act. These are big, big moments in healthcare. Sometimes, even if they're going to impact you negatively, they get passed anyway, right? And that that has that has always been the way it is. Sometimes you you do better uh, during a certain bill passage, and other times uh, you don't. And um, and this is why they're cautious, and this is also why they put out longer deadlines, because if you're going to basically change a health policy, it might take some of, there's over 5,000 hospitals in the United States. If they all have to adjust, you've got to give them time, right? And so there's, there's, um, there's a window for you to get that done. But do we get everything we want when we talk to the delegation? No. But do we make sure that they hear us? And that they understand where we stand, where we stand on issues. Yes, we do. Is it a? It seems to me that it's a fundamental truth that if there are more people insured, it's better for Sanford. If more people are insured, what happens is you don't have uh, as much charity care, as much as bad debt. You know, all of those things. People aren't worried about their insurance coverage. You know, so we've always said people should be insured. I think the big battle that the country is going through right now is. How do you pay for it? Well, sure. You know, and what you're beginning to see is you're beginning to see employers have high deductible plans. Why are they doing that? Because the premiums on high deductible plans are lower. But some that's people, not really insurance in the end. Well, but some people can actually do the high deductible plan because they're 28 years old and mm-hmm. are perfectly healthy. And their chances, do you remember, Pat, I bet you will, we're both of the age. Do you remember... Uh, they used to be called uh, major medical insurance, mm-hmm. and that's all you had, right? Mm-hmm. You had to have something major that happened, not cover everything, right? And so if, if something major happened, you had insurance. Well, you're starting to see us ever so slightly move toward that again. There's high deductible plans. We, you know, we had a plan. Let me give you one at, at Sanford that you'll get, a, you'll get a chuckle out of. And it'll give you a, a, a concept of this. We, we thought that our workforce would really like a, um, just like a catastrophic plan, right? You can keep your premiums way down. This is what we're going to offer. And we thought that was what the public wanted. And, of course, remember, we have a 30,000 workforce, Mm -hmm. so we want to make sure we have good benefits for our employees. I think we had eight people sign up. (laughs) Really? Eight? Eight. And we all looked at each other and said, wow. You know, you you would think that that's what people wanted was, I wanted my premiums to go down, but they didn't want what was on the other side, right? So I think when I when I say this is all about financing of health care, I think that's the challenge, right? How much should the public pay for their health care? How much should businesses, those people that are covered by their employer-sponsored, which is still a large number, mm-hmm. um, how much should these government programs be funding, and how much can we afford, both as individuals, as states, and as a nation? That's what's at the heart of a lot of this discussion. Well, there's if so I could many. Solve I that, so if many. I could solve that, Pat, I'd be, you know, I'd have a big job. <laughs> I, have, I have so many questions. We could talk about health care policy for a long time, and we're going to. 
And so you're going to have to come back, come back, and we'll have another <laughs> conversation. Cindy, thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.